And good morning. Happy Thursday. We're almost through this crazy week. This is your substitute teacher, Glenn Biddle, once again, driving the car for Double J and Eric. I just got off the phone with Double J. He is on the mend. He's doing well, uh, getting well-rested and getting stronger every day. He wanted me to let you know that the office in Arizona is opening up and you know limited opening uh they have have a deep sanitized it's been clean uh any product that you have ordered will be going out by next tuesday so we're rocking and firing there colorado uh your product arriving tomorrow jason's going to be reaching out to you to set up times to figure all that out for deliveries and and coming in and seeing him and uh we're, we're just making things happen which is great um so we have a great special today uh and once again, Wendy is minding the store. You can reach her at 800-951-0592. Now, if you are looking at the news headlines, it is a crazy day. Crazy day. The Dow is down about 400, 400 to 500 points, depending on when you look at it. The NASDAQ's down 56. The S&P's down 45. Oil's off. Gold's down 12 bucks. There's some profit-taking in gold. And silver's dropped a little bit, too, by about 20 cents. Uh, so, you know, it's a great day to buy, and when when we get the good buys, we're going to pass them on to you, and today is not an exception. We have a great deal. So yesterday we were selling uh, liberties for 2040 and gold's dropped in price. So today we're able to offer you our special is MS-62 Saints. These are slabbed. They are you know MS-62, so obviously you know great coins, uh, all figured out by PG, PCGS and NGC. I mean, that you know, it's quality product there, and we're offering those to you today for $19.95. That's an insane special, okay? That is an awesome way to buy, and we're, we're passing it along to you. It's not like the gas station where, uh, you know, oil goes up, you know, $3 a barrel, and, and you know, the, the gas that's still in the tank goes up, you know, 25 cents on the pump right then, okay? And then when, go, when oil goes down, it takes them a week to lower the price, when gold goes down and we can get a great deal, we're going to pass it on to you, and that's significant savings from day to day here. Hey, Glenn, so, let me let me step in yeah. real quick on this too. Yeah, go ahead. Um, th- you know, this morning is uh, like like Glenn was saying, uh, a little bit of profit taking. Uh, this two steps forward, one step back, where gold has been going the last two years. This is just the one step back. Uh, silver got to over nineteen dollars an ounce this morning, so it's moving. It's moving. And to say that, that that silver sold off this morning, well, the average person waking up to this looks like, okay, well, silver's at $18.73. But it was over 19 and it's sitting at 1873 You go back just a week, and it was well, well below 1873 uh, Gold, even though it took a step back, I still have gold at 1808 which means it, it, it crossed over 1800 At the moment, it's still holding over 1800 So this deal that Joe was able to, to, uh, to get for us is outstanding it is outstanding to get a graded coin a verified gradable mint state st gaudens and yet, i think 1995 right glenn that is extraordinary yeah. for what's going on it's, it's just as good as our ten dollar lib deal we threw out last week this is very equal and it may be superior to even that so this is you know steve mnuchin talked about nobody's going to get their six hundred dollar checks now uh another 1.3 you know million on the jobless claims uh, we're, we've, we've, we've surpassed 50 million jobless claims in 15 weeks, whereas the record before that was only two-thirds of a million, 680,000. 
to, to have these jobless claim numbers to always be double, triple, quadruple of the record numbers in the years past, this does not end well, and gold will continue to climb that ladder. There's really no reason for you, for anybody out there to wait to buy gold right now. It's this, this is the time you have to jump on. Don't wait another month. Don't wait until next year. This is the time. Glenn? Exactly right. And like you said, with Mnuchin saying nobody's getting their $600, the government giveth and the government taketh away. I think they've realized that, that the debt bomb is blowing up and there's nothing they can do about it just because the interest is out of control and and that that's a huge problem you know we've been talking about that all week and the inflation on that that the debt is just going to be catastrophic and it once again ladies and gentlemen it's done in your name and you have no say over it so yeah jump on that special remember 800-951-0592 and and glenn we got some comments on that fdic show about how they come in in the in the secret of night to take over a smaller failing bank which just makes the other banks above it get bigger and bigger. And when these banks, you know, Joe was talking to me about Wells Fargo and accounts needing to be over a million dollars, and then loans are possibly going to be shut down. You're not going to be able to maybe possibly get a loan. That I was out looking at houses yesterday, and these builders here in Colorado, you know, when I bought a house in 2004, there was like 10 or 15 to look at. They were in some process of being built or waiting to be purchased, and they just kept on building building building. so i went to a a place where they're you know they're building significantly but they have one model to show and they have one house that you can look at and that's being built these builders don't want to be caught at the wrong moment they know what's happening you know that the banks are telling you know people to be cautious if you're a bigger business especially a builder that to to not have your shorts down when when this thing falls that you have 10 unsold houses so this this thing is 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 continuing down a very dark path, Glenn. That's that's exactly right. I can't tell you how many refinance offers I get every day in the mail, and it, it just it's unbelievable because it's all tied to my VA status. And these all these letters look so official, like it's coming directly from the VA, and it's not. And and, and they're so they're still trying to sucker people into to accepting new loans, Jason. Try to keep people in debt, make people debt slaves. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk about some more current events. We're also going to get into some history about the Wizard of Oz. We'll be right back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Stay tuned. And welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour. This is your substitute teacher, Glenn Biddle, sitting in again. Man, if you're looking at the headlines, folks, it is crazy out there. The Supreme Court ruled against Donald Trump 7-2. to two. He's got to release his tax records. I'm sure he's ready to just fire the entire Supreme Court right now. It's not been going well for him on that. There is a town in Washington State that is producing its own currency right now to boost coronavirus relief. So there, it's, it's a little town called Tonino, Washington. If you've ever been in the military, everybody does their same map reading instruction off this one map in Tonino, Washington. So if you've been in the military, that's what we're talking about. That is the map sheet. And they're producing their own currency. Uh, and and Jason, uh, what's the value of that currency going to be if they print too much of it? Oh, zero. And if there's no faith yeah, behind zero. it, it'll be zero yeah. before it even gets off the ground. Hey, that Trump, thing, that, that Trump thing you just said, it's yeah. kind of an Andrew Jackson moment there. I have a feeling Trump will be... Uh, well, you made your decision. Now let's see you enforce it. <laughs> I kind of yeah, feel exactly that's where we're right. going to be at on that. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, so you know, it, it that's uh, on Drudge. You know, got the little siren light going, and it's in red. It's just, it's just great. You know, Drudge has kind of turned on the president, I think, over the past few months. So interesting. Uh, and then you've got that Galay Maxwell, who she's in the same prison as uh, Epstein was. That just does not bode well for her. I, I cannot believe that they're even thinking about doing that. That's crazy. And she wants to talk. And uh, there's just too many people that that she has dirt on that are going to let that happen. She might disappear so. into that portal that's in that cell maybe. Huh? Oh boy. Yeah. She's <laughs> I hope she has her affairs in order. No uh. pun intended. Ah, did you get that? Uh-huh. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So folks, if you've been listening in this week, we have run the gamut on just what, like just the whole current, situation of, of our economy we did fractional reserve banking on monday tuesday was the fdic yesterday was bailouts and today we're going to drop back in history a little bit uh to the wizard of oz and get into war on cash if we actually get to that uh, i mean the wizard of oz everyone thinks it's a children's story but there's a lot of uh symbolism in it and uh jason if you're ready for that clip go ahead yeah let's start into this let's take a look at the wizard of oz to see if these symbols make sense Well, the principal and most powerful symbolic reference is, of course, the yellow brick road and the silver slippers. In the book version of The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy's slippers are made of silver, as opposed to in the film version where Dorothy's slippers are made of ruby. Uh, You take away the silver slippers on the gold or yellow brick road, and all of the other symbolism tends to be lost. The original populist solution was government-issued money called greenbacks. But the greenbacker movement had failed, so the populists had switched to expanding the money supply with government-issued silver coins. The underlying dispute, however, was not what money was made of, but who should issue it, private bankers or the people themselves through their representative government. The first person Dorothy meets along the way is the Scarecrow, representing the supposedly ignorant Western farmer. Although he thinks he doesn't have a brain, the Scarecrow proves to be very clever at figuring things out on the trek to Washington. And this was Baum's way, perhaps, of saying that the farmer, in fact, did understand the basics of economics and that uh, an expansion of currency was, in fact, a legitimate way of improving Uh, the condition uh, not only of the farmer but of the economy as a whole. Next, Dorothy and the Scarecrow meet with the Tin Woodman, Baum's symbol for the factory worker. And what he needed was some oil or liquidity. He needed the liquidity of more money in the system. As Professor Hugh Rockoff of Rutgers University put it in his 1990 article in the Journal of Political Economy, The Tin Woodman had joined the ranks of those unemployed in the Depression of the 1890s, a victim of the unwillingness of the Eastern gold bugs to countenance an increase in the stock of money through the addition of silver. And then there was the Lion, who represented uh, William Jennings Bryan. Bryan was actually called the Lion of the Silver Movement. He was the leader. Bryan was considered a coward because after his loss in 1896, he backed away from the free silver movement. According to Professor Rockoff, The last character to join the group is the cowardly lion. This is Bryan himself. The sequence is not accidental. 
Baum is following history in suggesting that the movement was started first by the Western farmers, was joined by the working man, and then, once it was well underway, was joined by Brian. The Roaring Lion is a good choice for one of the greatest American orators. So off go the four unlikely companions, headed for Oz along the dangerous yellow brick road in hopes that a powerful wizard will grant their requests. Some experts view this as symbolic of the very first march on Washington, that of Coxey's army in 1894, to try to break the Depression. Jacob Coxey was a successful businessman who led a march uh, from the Midwest to Washington, D.C. to seek redress for the economic plight of millions at the time who were suffering during the crisis of uh, the Depression of uh, 1893. He marched with a so-called industrial army. These were just unemployed men. Uh, so this trek is often seen as inspiration behind Dorothy uh, and her group's trek to the Emerald City to seek redress from the Oz or the President of the United States. Coxey was hoping to meet with President Cleveland. However, he was arrested for trespassing, jailed, and his movement was dispersed. Coxey was a greenbacker, and his idea was simple. The federal government should build public works and pay for them by printing money. At the time, the idea seemed to be the wildest kind of extremism. But given unemployment of 18.4%, few modern economists would be prepared to dismiss such a proposal out of hand. On the trek to Oz, the cowardly lion falls asleep in a field of poppies. But why poppies? The poppies were representative of the opium wars that Brian was opposed to. Poppies are a source of opium, and falling asleep in the field of poppies symbolizes the populist fear that Brian would fall asleep in the midst of these new issues. The lion was rescued from this uh, field where he was sleeping by a bunch of little field mice who, it said in the book, uh, alone, of course, they wouldn't have been able to move this giant giant lion, but when they all got together, they were able to, to move them together. So this was like an a excellent image of the populist movement, how uh, a lot of people who had no power in themselves or alone, if they knew the direction in which they wanted to go, could move mountains, you know, could actually have a major impact. There's a great deal of symbolism in the, in the book that was lost in the movie that there's just so much of it that there's no way that it couldn't have uh, been reflective of this monetary reform movement. And some, some of it is just very pointed, like it couldn't mean anything else. For instance, there's one passage. When they get to Oz and she's shown to her room in the palace, she goes through seven passages and up three flights of stairs. Well, it just means nothing unless it means, it's, it means the crime of 73, which to all to all populace meant that statute which had revoked the ability of the people to bring their own silver to the mint. It is. And Glenn, I was going to stop there for a minute. She's talking about the crime of 73 where they tried taking silver out of the money supply. Uh, for anybody out there that's listening, the, the greenback was introduced by Abraham Lincoln as a uh, interest-free money printed by the government to pay for things. And Frank Baum understood this, and the book is, you know, it, it, it rings true for what's going on today. We're heading towards a depressive situation economically, right, Glenn? 
and very much what happened. Exactly. We're, we're so close to, to mirroring that situation. Uh, they talk about gold versus silver. Well, gold wasn't bad, but since there wasn't a central bank and the bankers were trying to get their central bank back, they were able to manipulate the gold market by, by putting a law in place in 1900 and then slowly but surely getting their central bank back, causing a depressive state by eliminating. Here's what happened. By 1866, Lincoln was assassinated. 80% of all the greenbacks were taken out of circulation. The money was just taken out of the system to cause this depression to get the laws passed to move towards a central bank, which eventually then they took the gold in 1933. All of this was planned out ahead of time. It just took them a lot longer because Andrew Jackson destroyed their bank and made things much harder and take much longer for them. And we could simply go back to it if we had the right people and the right knowledge, right, Glenn? Exactly. And and just some optics of, of the movie, Jason, this was one of the first color movies. So the red ruby slippers stuck out so much brighter than silver would have done in a colorized movie, you know? And, and remember, when the house crushes the Wicked Witch of the East, she has those slippers on and and Dorothy puts them on, and then the good witch comes in, and she's considered the northern voter. And she, and she says, "Don't ever lose those those slippers. They have power that you'll never under you know that that you'll you need to keep with you." And so the good witch of the north, the good witch of the south, were considered the the pop the voters of the north and south that were going to come in and hope help push the populace over the finish line kind of now it's interesting that the emerald city is green which is the color of the greenback right yes and then oz is the abbreviation for ounces yes the yellow brick road is is consistent with gold obviously and then the silver slippers were the silver standard now the wicked witch of the east was was representing like mortgage bankers and bank bankers that were controlling that and possibly more certain more Specifically, it was probably J.P. Morgan, and the Wicked Witch of the West was probably John Rockefeller. That was, if you want to be more specific. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Glenn. Right, exactly, and how how they had control over their over their dominions of, of their areas, and 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 remember, they, the Wicked Witches were sisters. Remember that, yep. and you know, so they had to be taken out. Uh, so it's it's very interesting that that all this symbology or the symbolic that. Uh, things that are in this movie it's it's so great i mean if you watch this as a children's movie and if we've ruined this as, as your favorite children's movie we're really sorry but there's so much to this that it can't be it can't be just a, a happenstance it has to be that this is what it is and you know as we as we go on that there's even more symbolism the flying monkeys with their gold caps were essentially the Plains Indians that were bought off by Indians. They're in control of the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, obviously, the Tin Man, the far and the yeah the, the the farmer and the and the traveling salesman were all present at the beginning of the movie. And yep. she's when she wakes up, she's like, "Oh, I I think I know you guys." Like, yeah, no kidding. That that traveling salesman, you know, the the snake oil salesman, he eventually becomes the president. You know, he's Oz. And he's hiding behind the curtain. He's like, do not look behind the curtain. You know, the, obviously the sham that's going on in D.C. Of, of the government. He's hiding behind the curtain and, you know, showing that he's basically a weak president and they can't really do anything or politicians in general. And Glenn, think of, think, of the, think of the comparison of the Wizard of Oz, this, this old man with his power uh, over, over his, his, you know, his government, his, his world, Oz. And this big, scary image of this horrible, screaming image of, you know, fear me, I am Oz. Just think about our media, or a closer example of the media and how they scare us about everything we could possibly be scared about so that they can control what they want to do with society. 
yeah, the government kind of gets it free now, don't they? They don't have to go out and have their own little nope. uh, public public relations uh, squad to, to scare you. Their own, bought and paid you know. for. Exactly, and and licensed by the way through the FCC, which is kind of interesting, you know. So I mean, this, there's just so much symbolism. It's the Munchkins, they're the little people, the Lollipop Guild. That would be a union, you know. Yep. I mean, you can yep. see there's so many things to this. And then people even push this farther to say that Toto, the little dog, was the teetotaler movement, which is actually pretty interesting when you think about that. Um, so yeah, wow, why, why have a, why have a Lollipop Guild in a children's movie? There doesn't need to be a guild. It could have been the lollipop uh, club or anything yeah. else, but but why a guild? Well, because you're right, because it's, it's like a union, right? And then when they get out, when they get out to the Wicked Witch of the West, and she's killed with with water, water you know, liquidity, repre- liquidity, right? And she also represents the mortgage bankers and drought out in the West, which you know that that's also very interesting. Yes, killed with liquidity, just as they they put oil on the little tin man to get him going again. That would be stimulus, basically. To well, and, and, to and Glenn, going. we're going to hit the break, but the, yeah, the liquidity, the, the water that killed the Wicked Witch. Uh, Frank Baum knew in the late uh, the late eighteen nineties that we needed more silver money pumped into our society for 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 everybody to be happier and get out of the depression. And the government and the bankers did not want liquidity. It stopped them from getting their bank. So they had, we had to have liquidity to save ourselves. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. More students than ever are earning credits for advanced classes, according to a Department of Education study released this year. The department's National Center for Education Statistics examined 38,000 high school transcripts and found that the proportion of graduates completing rigorous coursework rose from 5% in 1990 to 13% in 2009. Is that good news on the education front? Well, not so fast. Despite taking courses with challenging-sounding titles, 17-year-olds are not scoring any higher on federal standardized tests than they did in 1973. SAT scores are flat since 2000, offering further evidence that kids are not learning anymore today. Well, why the disconnect? According to researchers, many course titles pretend to offer more advanced and rigorous material than the course really does. The new Algebra 2 is the old Algebra 1. College preparatory chemistry is just plain old chemistry. Course title inflation is easier to document in math and science classes, said the researchers, but they suspect it is happening in English and other subjects, too. These researchers suggest several possible reasons for the course title inflation. Administrators want to help students satisfy tougher high school graduation requirements. Parents want to believe their children are taking demanding coursework. A researcher who has studied the problem in Texas compared the practice to a food marketer labeling a can of orange soda as orange juice. Like the misleading drink labels, course titles may bear little relationship to what students are actually learning. 
I think colleges should give entrance examinations for admission to college, and if they don't pass, send them back to high school to learn what they should have learned there. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges and schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we promise to keep you informed at phyllisschlafly.com. And let us hear from you at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Yes, ma'am, bye, guys. And welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour. This is your substitute teacher, Glenn Biddle. Minding the store, 800-951-0592. We have an awesome special today, ladies and gentlemen. Take advantage of the pullback in gold price today. We have MS62 Saints, $1,995. These are slabbed PCGS NGC certified. This is an awesome deal. Take advantage of the pullback. As they say, buy the dips, and here we are. We This is, this is great quality material. If this is a smoking hot deal, just like those $10 liberties last week. This is the time to get in. You want to get in. Okay, so MS62 Saints, $1,995. They're slabbed, PCGS, NGC certified. And Wendy's ready for your call, 800-951-0592. If you get a busy signal or you have to leave a message, she will get back to you. So Yeah, that, yeah I was going to say that, Glenn, definitely. If, uh, Wendy gets a little uh, overwhelmed with phone calls, just be patient. Uh, we still can take uh, an order or two here, 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. Well, you know, we, can't, we don't do the invoices here in-house, but we'll, uh, we'll take the order. We'll lock you in, and we'll, get, we'll talk to Wendy uh, at, a, at a less busy moment, and your orders will be set up. And uh, we're talking, you know, Glenn, we're talking about the, you know, the Wizard of Oz and what was going on in the late 1800s with the – the, the election between McKinley and uh, James William Jennings Bryan, uh, we we are so close to the precipice of that same thing uh, that if you look at that, you know, we don't learn about the depressions of the 1830s, 40s, and the, the depression of the 1870s, a depression of the 1890s, but these are things that happen that are you know technologically we're not in the same place, but it, it is very very likely that we're going to have this and some of these depressions that they didn't have numbers for were the one in uh, the, the depression after andrew jackson uh, left office when uh, martin van buren came in probably the most severe depression ever to hit our country but they didn't have numbers to compare it to the great depression and uh it, it was it was all caused directly by a collusion of bankers that were throwing a fit because they had lost their power and they're they're close to losing their power as it is with the the way this monetary system worldwide is 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 sitting teetering on the brink, and uh, they're going to see if they can pull one over on the world and and uh, have a monetary reset. Glenn, that's how I see it in the, in, in the near future after the election next year. It's tough times ahead. Exactly right, and ladies and gentlemen, the reason we're covering all this history is there is a point to it, and we're getting to everything leads to the Federal Reserve. And the whole, it's not because I'm a history teacher and I think this is cool. It is, this is cool and, and because Jason's also a history buff and Jason loves this stuff. It's not that we just want to talk about history. Well, guess what? There's too many people running around our country right now that don't know anything about history. They're tearing down statues and have no clue what they're doing, why they're doing it, and what, what the statue actually means. This audience is very well versed on history, and we're just trying to just throw that extra little bit in there for you because here is where it gets interesting. Okay, so – Obviously, the way it all ends 
is that everybody that was looking for what they were looking for already had it. The, the, the uh, Tin Man had a heart. So think of business, like the captains of industry that were trying to do the right thing as opposed to the robber barons. You know, the, the farmer had a brain and already knew that. It was already smart. And think about the, here's where it connects to modern day. What did Joe Biden say about farmers? Oh, just drop a seed in the ground. It's real simple. I mean, look at the disdain for the common man in this country by our elites. They hate us. They look down on us. They think you know, we're the Walmart smelly people. I mean, that's that's what, that's that's the farmer in, in this show, right? In this, in this story, right? And then William Jennings Bryan. Now, he had courage, but the thing was, he was manipulated down the road. He was manipulated by Wilson to sign on to the Federal Reserve Act. He was also, basically, they behind his back as Secretary of State, got us into World War One, the sinking of the Lusitania. And what did it for him was when he found out that, that they were, um, J.P. Morgan, actually, to name the name, was sneaking munitions over on passenger ships and covered it up and that was just you know brian had enough he resigned after that and he gave his famous cross of gold speech when he was running for president and basically what he said was uh you shall not press down on the brow of labor this crown of thorns you shall not crucify mankind on a cross of gold you know brian was a silverite uh, he was you know obviously he saw the point of gold but he was more for the silver for the common man and that's where the story goes jason this is so incredible because now because of this because he was hoodwinked on the federal reserve and he did support the federal reserve but he was lied to about it this is our system that we have now that's doing everything to us that's this whole week you know yep yep frac- fractional reserve banking and there's, and there's two points there's two points the bailouts glenn. Two points, yeah. Glenn, is is the cross of gold. Not saying that gold was evil, just that that was the tool being manipulated against the American public. Uh, in the story, Dorothy at the end clicks the silver slippers together, and she was told, "You had the power to, to take over this monetary system anytime you want." She, you know, Dorothy is the average American, not the industrialist or the farmers. She was like your average American, and hey, you can take this monetary power back all along. Click the silver, uh, for, you know. Make make a plentiful money supply of silver anytime you want. Take over your government and 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 get your power back from these crooks and uh, simply click the slippers together three times, right, Glenn? Exactly. And look at and look at the history of silver. Uh, JFK wanted to to increase silver, and you know obviously he was taken out. And then in '64 they took the silver out of the out of the coinage, and then the silver certificates went away. So I mean they devalued our money so much. Uh, well, 96% since the creation of the Federal Reserve. I mean, that's why we cover this history and why we've spent all week pushing. They stole our money. They they stole our money. Yeah. They stole our money and they replaced it with their uh, Federal Reserve note, uh, which is a, a theft of our time and our work and our efforts. We are, you know, we are. If you are listening to this and you pay federal income tax, you are a, a partial slave to this system. If you have to work three to four months of the year to pay federal income tax, that is you giving these crooks three to four months out of your year for paying your 25 to 30 percent federal income tax that's the collection arm of the federal reserve with all the interest on the debt exactly and and that's why we we love to push current events but we and and we are today obviously at the beginning of the show we were talking about why things are they are but but here's the backstory to what got us here which is the federal reserve and everything that's happening to us today is because of the federal reserve and because of this history and that's a great thing to know to see why why 
you know, what do we, and tomorrow we're going to talk about Andrew Jackson, how he killed the second bank of the U.S. This Federal Reserve, ladies and gentlemen, is strangling us, and there has to be some will to get rid of that Federal Reserve because it is a failed system. I mean, look, the Great Depression happened, all these wars that are always bankers' wars. Yep. You know, it's what Smedley, Smedley Butler, all wars are bankers. And Glenn, right? you can't you can't understand what's going on in today's world if you don't know your history. I don't. I didn't understand all of this just years ago, but once I started to learn about some of these things, you know, you're skeptical at first, like this isn't really true. Is this really happening? Is are these is this really a private bank that's stealing from us? And then you look at the history. Once you once you understand the history, it becomes very clear. You have, all these lies start to melt away. You start to understand exactly what the lies are. And that's that's how it brought me to this. This is how I figured it out. Was looking at the history. Exactly right. And ladies and gentlemen, when you watch the the uh, Wizard of Oz again, it's you're, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, look at that symbolism. Look at that. I mean, it's, you're going to go in there and you're going to find even more to it, which is cool. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about the war on cash when we come back because there that is definitely a war. Try to find coins right now. We'll be right back. Patriot Radio News Hour. And welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 951 0592. This is Glenn Biddle, your substitute teacher, and I'm a history teacher, as if you didn't figure that out already by the Wizard of Oz thing we just did. So look, you need to wear your silver slippers and you need to walk on the yellow brick road. You need to be your own central banker, and you can do that very easily today by picking up our special MS-62 Saints at $1,995. A awesome deal. These are slabbed PCGS NGC certified Take advantage of the pullback in gold today, the profit-taking. Once again, the, you know, the major headlines is that you know, the Dow's down 450, 500 right now. You know, the NASDAQ's down 56, S&P's down 45. Unemployment claims up 1.3 million. This is the worst unemployment since the mid-'80s, you know, by, by double, okay? We were at one point, we were at Great Depression numbers of, of uh, unemployment. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are not out of the woods at all, and you need to give yourself some financial security, hedge against inflation, get those precious metals, put them away, and where you have control over them and you have no counterparty risk. You don't owe anybody anything on it. No one, it's a, there's no promises to pay to you on a contract. It's put away where you know where it is. So, get take advantage of that. There's MS62s. So you can give Wendy a call 800-951-0592 and once again, be patient. Um, she's minding the store there and if you get a busy signal, leave a message, she will call you back. So, I uh, just wanted to point that out. Now, so ladies and gentlemen, we are facing a war on cash in this country. Uh, you'll notice that they tried to do this with the coronavirus. No one wants to take your dirty cash that could have COVID-19 on it. So, they want you to use your card and then then push on a, a keypad with your finger that everyone else has touched. I mean, are you kidding me? I went through a Chick-fil-A drive-through the other day and they wanted me to touch that same keypad that everyone else had touched. I said, I'm not doing that. I said, you're taking my cash. Like, okay. I mean, it was it was it was funny. I mean, to watch this kid's eyes get real big when he saw cash, like, oh my God, it's cash. What do I do? You know? So here's what no cash actually means. A cashless society means no cash, zero. It doesn't mean mostly cashless, and you can still use a wee bit of cash here and there. Cashless means fully digital, fully traceable, fully controlled. 
I think the, those who support a cashless society aren't fully aware of what they are asking for. And here's what a cashless society means. If you are struggling with your mortgage on a particular month, you can't do an odd job to get you through. Your child can't go help the local farmer to earn a bit of summer cash. No more cash slipped into the hands of a child as a good luck charm or from their grandparent when going on the holidays. No more money on birthday cards. No more piggy banks for your child to collect pocket money and to learn about the value of earning. No more cash for a rainy day for that something special you've been putting $20 away a week for. No more side businesses or side jobs because your wages barely cover the bills or put food on the table. No more charity collections. No more selling bits and pieces from your home that you no longer want or need for a bit of cash in return. No more cash gifts from relatives or loved ones. What a cashless society does guarantee is this. Banks have full control of every single penny you own. Every transaction you make is recorded. All your movements and actions are traceable. Access to your money can be blocked and at the click of a button when and if banks need clarification from you, which will take about three weeks, a thousand questions answered and 5,000 passwords. And you'll need no choice but to declare and to be taxed on every bit of every dollar that's in your possession. And, and they the won't, you know what, they won't tax it, Glenn. They'll just call it a fee. Yeah, well, they'll just take it off the top and you'll have no way to, you're not going to be able to dodge taxes on this, right? Okay. Uh, the government will decide what you can and cannot purchase along with companies. We'll talk about that in a second. And if your transactions are deemed in any way questionable by those who create questions, your money will be frozen for your own good. Okay. So complete so economic, about, complete economic slavery with no privacy for purchasing. Exactly. So it, it's digital. So it's not like you can have those private cash transactions. Think about if you want a home improvement job done and you, the contractor comes out and he says, well, you write me a check, it's going to be you know, 5000 But if you want to pay me cash, it's going to be about 4500 You know, And, and uh, if we go to the barbershop, they hate it when you write a check because I guarantee you they're only claiming about one out of every three haircuts because it's a cash business. And, you know, Everybody does it. It's just one of those things. Not busting on barbers. I'm just saying. My barber tells me that all the time. You know, one for me, two for me, three for me. That's how they do it. I get it. Barbershops, you ever seen a poor barber? I never have. Okay. It, also, the Fed coin, that's the, the blockchain technology that they're thinking about going to where um, – and, and this, this is already out there in a lot of payment process like the SWIFT system and all that. So it's blockchains there. The Federal Reserve has been talking about it quite a bit about how to do this. The big thing is tracking though, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you want to try to circumvent with a money order, okay, if you walk into Walmart to buy a money order, you're being recorded on camera in Walmart. Okay. If you're buying a, a money order, it's going to have a serial number on it. So they're going to be able to come back and trace you even if you're trying to circumvent that digital currency either way. It allow you, even if you are allowed to use a money order down the road. Okay. And then obviously there's no privacy. Everything that you do is going to be el- going to be visible. So think about all the transactions that you do. Okay, we're all legal consenting adults. We do things you know, what you do in your private life is your business. How you pay for it is your business. But think about that. Would you want somebody watching that transaction? Okay. Um, you know, not that you have to be ashamed of anything, but, you know, it's just one of those things. And all those, all the- those, all that digital money has a stamp. It's going to tell you when you purchased something, why you purchased it. And uh, five years from after the purchase, suddenly uh, when the government continues to tighten its grip over society, suddenly it's like, well, we have a new law in place. And since five years ago, you purchased something that we consider is, is wrong. You're, you're, you're getting a black mark. We're going to, you know, just like you say, Glenn, 
uh, control what you're able to do because you purchased something five years ago that was legal, but now it's not illegal. You know, and they'll have a record of everything you purchased. Uh, you know, I can hear the average person saying, well, I, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm a law-abiding citizen. It doesn't matter if they know what I purchased. It does because you will be made an illegal citizen by the future laws that we don't know about. Yeah, that's that Chinese social credit score. And then what about all these woke corporations that uh, I buy a lot of guns and ammunition? What if my credit card company finally decides that, you know what, we don't believe in gun culture and, uh, you know, you can't use your credit card to buy You're guns. You're not allowed to have a loan because of it. No loans for you. Yeah, no, that's right. Hey, we'll be right back. Final segment coming up. we got a great special. We're going to hit that again when we come back. MS-62 Saints, $1,995. That is a steal, ladies and gentlemen. Patriot Radio News Hour. Be right back. And welcome back. Final segment on a Thursday, Patriot Radio News Hour. Hey, that one uh, political, that financial commercial that comes on where you follow, follow this little green line around, you know, to your financial success, that's a bunch of crap. Don't follow that line. You need to follow the yellow brick road, which you can do yourself. If you buy enough of these, you can make your own yellow brick road, right? So the special is MS-62 Saints, $1,995. These are MS-62s. They are slabbed PCGS NGC certified. It's a smoking hot deal. Give Wendy a call, 800-951-0592. Jason, that number in Colorado again? Yeah, if you if you really, really have to get a hold of somebody and you don't want to leave a message on the machine, you can also call over here to the radio station, 970-587-5003. That's 970-587-5003. We won't quite need this number in the future uh, it'll be it'll sort of be our backup if you ever want to write it down as, as a backup. But when we have a full office, hopefully by next week and and and, and on, uh, we'll have enough people. We'll have Brooke and Arlene and people answering the phones when the office is back to normal. Yeah, and and that and that's happening very quickly. As as I said earlier, you know, the the office has been deep sanitized, cleaned. Uh, all product in Colorado will be there tomorrow. So Joe told me, uh, Jason, and the, all product at Phoenix will be out by Tuesday. So. I mean, things are happening. You know, we, we hit a little bump in the road, but we're, we're moving and shaking and, and keeping things going. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed today's show about the history of how things lead to where we are now. Current events, everything that's happening right now is because of, of our history. And we just wanted to put that out there. And we've tried to all week that Economics 101 thing, trying to see why we are where we are. Because fractional reserve banking is killing us. FDIC is not a backup at all. We've, it's a sham. Okay, the uh, bailouts are another sham that done in your name. You and I don't get a bailout, but you know the big wigs do. The two big to fails do. So you got to bail yourself out, and that's all there is to it. I was watching Squawk Box this morning. They were just amazed at all the money going into gold ETFs. Well, you're just buying a paper contract. You're not buying gold. Think of the silver contracts. They oversell them so much. If everybody tried to take physical delivery, there's no way that they could produce that silver from the comics it's not going to happen in an emergency in an emergency situation are you really going to get your gold that's what you have to ask yourself you're not you're going to get a piece of paper or an iou or they're going to pay try to pay you off in cash which is devalued two percent every year you don't want that you want the real deal you want the physical gold in hand where you can touch it where you control it there's no counterparty risk you know and it's just that's just the way to go and that's what we're offering is those ms62s today that's a smoking hot deal jason any final thoughts no, it's great. I, I, I'm going to try to get a little work together for for the Andrew Jackson show. Andrew Jackson uh, yeah. signed a veto on July 10th, 1832, 
to not recharter the Federal Reserve of his time, and it's uh, it'll be it's a great day to, to talk about it. Will will be tomorrow. Yep, the man who killed the bank, and uh, he, I remember he told his vice president. He said, "I think the bank is trying to kill me," and, and all the political cartoons of the day were like these eight-headed snakes that were coming after him, and he's got a sword trying to you know stab it. And he said, and "But he I went, shall kill it," is what he said. Yes, I shall kill it. That's right. And uh, he went after my my relative Nicholas T. Biddle, who was the head of he was the. Uh, uh, Federal Reserve Chairman of his day, yeah, yeah, and uh, he, you know, they say you can pick your friends, you can't pick your family, and that guy is distantly related to me. It's kind of embarrassing, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hop on, hop on this MS sixty twos, ladies and gentlemen, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We hope this was uh, enlightening today. We sorry if we spoiled your mo- favorite childhood movie, but uh, that's where job teaches its mystery. MS-62s, get on them. We'll see you tomorrow. Andrew Jackson Day. Bye-bye.